Okay, final story for you today. Yesterday on this program, we talked about the punch heard around Seattle. 30-second video of a man wearing a swastika armband downtown getting knocked cold. He didn't file a police report. The cops say he left the scene without giving his name. So you might be wondering, who was that guy wearing the armband? What was he thinking? Well, while we were talking about this story yesterday, during the show, we got a phone call from the guy who got punched. He wanted to explain himself. So we called him back. We invited him in. Yesterday, I talked with him about what happened. This man lives in Seattle. We're not using his name on air. He says he wants to stay anonymous because his landlord said she doesn't want Antifa showing up at her property. Here is some of what he had to say. Why did you put on the swastika? Um, because I should be allowed to wear whatever I want to. Are you saying the swastika? You're surprised? Germany by how many thousands of years? Yeah, but listen, I just interviewed an anti-fascist member who said he would have wanted to talk to you, but that he could understand somebody having a violent reaction to the swastika. Let's listen to it. You you can hear his emotion. All right, thank you. Listen to this. What that symbol means is lampshades made of human skin. It's jewelry made of human teeth. It's the industrial extermination of an an entire group of people, of my family, of my friends, of people like me. That symbol, those words, that ideology is violence. Can you understand seeing the swastika as an assault, as the threat of violence? No, because words and imagery are not assault. Actions are assault. And if we start to believe that imagery is assault, then this is rapidly becoming a witch hunt. And now anything that possibly has a relationship to something that wasn't great can now be considered a symbol of hate and used to shut people up, which is me getting punched. That's exactly what that was designed to do. Well, yes, the swastika is a very old, it's a simple um, pattern and it's very old, but it's come to be widely associated with not just hate, but mass murder. And so you're choosing to put the swastika on your arms like it comes across as an advocacy. But how else would you expect people to see it? What I don't I'm, know you. And I understand where you're coming from. It seems like a common sense issue. And, and your, your, your question's totally reasonable. I'm not trying to be unreasonable with you. But uh, the hammer and sickle to me represents the deaths of over 100 million people. So as long as Antifa is going to use the hammer and sickle, I'm going to walk around with the swastika. Deal? Well, you might wear a hammer and sickle and get punched by somebody whose family was killed by the Bolsheviks. I don't know. But as you know, neo-Nazis are much more of a present threat. They're literally on the march. We, well, you may not see it as a threat. No, but neo-Nazis... You, I mean, you don't, I don't agree in this sense. I'm sorry. Let me clarify what I mean when I say I don't agree. Antifa is blatantly anti-capitalist, and they couch that in being anti-fascist. And so they're trying to conflate free market activity with some form of imperialist... You know, they lump this imperialist, capitalist, fascist all into it, and it's not the same thing. And I don't think that's a fair characterization. But you weren't wearing a fascist t-shirt. This is We're talking about a swastika. What does a fascist t-shirt look like? I've never seen one. What I'm asking is, you brought up a hammer and sickle. I'm just saying, can you understand why a swastika seems might bother people? like yes. more of a, of, of a more. present? More people die. Why is it more present? We because, have people literally marching because, with Because, listen, and I'll answer. Because we see people with swastikas literally marching any day. Yeah, it happened last week, and it could happen next week. And you might agree with them, but President Trump sees a white supremacist rally that ends in death and says there's good and bad people he on both sides. There's violence on both sides. Yes. Nobody wants to talk about that. But I'm making sure that we, we're not talking past each other, no, that we understand that why the reaction is different to a swastika. That you I might don't see m- why it should be different. Okay. 
What did you think would happen in the streets of Seattle? What did you want to happen? I didn't have any clear expectation in mind. What I really wanted was to be able to go out, walk around for like, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour, and come home without incident. That's what I ideally would have happen in a free world where everything you wear isn't constantly monitored by the citizens' anti-fascist brigade. That's something we should be able to do. And what bothers me is that, you know, out quote, news outlets like CNN are trying to characterize, see, because this is what I'm talking about with the progression. They're now trying to characterize everybody who voted for President Trump as an implicit white nationalist. I think those were their exact words. So at some point, you know, if I walked around with a Make American Great baseball cap on, I can be stabbed. That's happened to people. The left has made it so that there's no distinction between actual fascism and sort of a conservative point of view. And I think that's what's dangerous for society. And I think that that's what I was trying to demonstrate with my little escapade. Well, thanks for coming in and telling your side of this story. Thank you for having me and allowing me to do so. Again, that was the swastika armband wearing man who you may have seen getting punched and laid out at Third and Pine. And I mentioned in there that I spoke with the anti-fascist who was shot in the rally at the University of Washington as the right-wing figure Milo Yiannopoulos was speaking. I talked with Josh Dukes about that punch and about white supremacy in this country and the uses and abuses of violence and compassion. We had a good conversation that you can hear now because we are tweeting out a link to that conversation right now at KUOW. I'm Bill Radke. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back at it tomorrow. I hope you can join us.